Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a new episode of the Trainer Lounge, a news round. The brand new podcast from the Trainer Lounge, a weekly show that will be talking about all of the news in the week and cutting it really short just to tell you guys what's been going on. If you still want the in-depth analysis, then please check out our normal podcast, the Trainer Lounge, which is every week, Saturday, 6 p.m., Again, if you haven't got much time and you just want the bite size in the news, then check out this episode. Thank you for listening. Yo, what's going on? Welcome back to a new style of episode of the Trainer Lounge. We're doing Trainer Lounge, the news round, where it's literally just me, Flabberdosh, talking utter bollocks for half an hour. This should be absolutely fun. Now, there's some, uh, there's some news articles I've got up on my PC right now. I've got I found six that I want to talk about. We're going to be going into the article, sharing my opinions, you know, some information and news, because while I love the podcast of Onesie and the guests, not a lot of information sometimes can get across, because it's all like opinions, and it's more fun to record the one with people. But uh, yeah, we're going to see how I can do on a solo one. Just chat shit for half an hour, I suppose. And that's another thing as well. These won't be nearly as long as what... Um, the ones with onesie and everyone else's. Right, I apologise if the my mic, if my voice is a bit loud. The mic's extremely powerful. I need a filter for it. So turn me down if that's the case. And I apologise if you can hear that. I'd click like this. Right. So first of all, we're going to talk about Pokemon Go trainers call for Niantic to nerf unholy Toxapex moveset. Pokemon Go will debut Marini and Toxapex during Fashion Week. But players are worried about the powerful Alolan Pokemon's potential moveset stating that it could have major impacts on competitive play. So that when data miners data mine Pokemon, um, this is me by the way talking, not the article. Um, they always see potential moves that the Pokemon can learn. That's in the coding, and quite clearly they found some deadly moves. I do a lot of PvP. Little plug on my Twitch. I've made an overlay for Pokemon Go. Um, I'm yet to stream it, but that's going to be a thing I'm going to be doing PvP battles. So this is a thing I'm interested in. I want to do more Pokemon Go content. Ones does not like Pokemon Go, so yeah. Right, let's get back into it. Pokemon Go has already kicked off the new season of light with several community days, short events, and spotlight hours for players to jump in on. To continue the excitement, it was announced that 2022 Fashion Week will be happening at the end of September. The event will debut the Alolan Poison water type Marini and its evolution Toxapex. Toxapex is known in the main series for its high defence stats, facts, and it is likely to be a big asset for those who want a defence heavy option that can still deal decent damage. Yeah, that's that's not wrong. In the main series, it was a bastard to deal with because of its high defence. And again, with it being a poison type, you could only imagine the amount of toxic spam um toxic spikes it was a it was a nightmare to deal with pretty cool shiny though i think i think the uh marini line's got a pretty decent shiny pokemon go player encourages fans to sound the alarm to niantic a bit dramatic in a recent post in a recent social media post pokemon go player swg tips released an alarming discovery about toxapex the post reads running sims and toxapex this thing is an absolute abomination. Goes from okay to unholy with one early muddy water drop on a lot of things. Even Reggie isn't safe. For those that don't know, Registeel is one of the most defensive Pokemon. It's brilliant. Um, I believe it's number one in Ultra League. I believe. That might be wrong. 
things change, the meta change all the time, but Registeel is really good. I've got a Great League one that I use, and it's it's a powerhouse, man. It's so good. Sorry, anyway. Even Reggie isn't safe. Can someone with Niantic contact sound the alarm and get this thing brine or water pulse? Please don't give it muddy water. Um, so, apparently it's broken with muddy water. SWG Tips goes on to add, I'm all for power creep and new mons and moves shaking up the meta, but I really don't want muddy water roulette in the meta game. It'll be toxic for the championship series and will absolutely stream roll Great Battle League in the comments below the post. The concern has been reported in the comments of Pokemon Go player GoTangent444, stating, I wrote about it many times. Um, I wrote about it in my Meta Breaking Bad article, which suggests on how it could be less toxic to the meta. Hopefully someone in the right places read it. Ricardo EC Pogo also throws in, honestly, if they gave it Hydro Pump, its win rate would drop much. Wouldn't drop much. It would be less bait dependent and you remove the RNG elements of muddy water. And it's an interesting thought, at least. Um, the concerns players have are specifically geared towards the competitive play of Pokemon Go. Uh, GBL, which is Go Battle League, where the muddy water move will make Toxapex an unstoppable force. Players will be able to mow down opponents, removing much of the strategy that makes it interesting. Currently, there is no confirmation of what moves Toxapex has access to, but hopefully Niantic will see the concerns of the community to ensure the Pokemon is fair to use on PvP fights. So that's an interesting one. Um, this article is by Dexerto. We have three articles from Dexerto. Shout out to them. When it comes to GBL, there's, yeah, there's been some fucking broken Pokemon, man. Um, one of them was Malmetal before it got patched. So for those that don't know, one player rose to like legend status on Pokemon Go. Uh, GBL, Go Battle League, just from spamming, um, I think it's Rock Slide, I think it's Rock Slide with Malmetal, because you could get the move that fast, it was just broken, it was literally, there was no way to beat it, it was that fucked, um, I think Muddy Water lowers the defence of um, of Pokemon, I can have a little look into it now to be honest, but yeah, it, it, hopefully, hopefully it's not too broken, I do a lot of Go Battle League myself, especially in the Great League, so we'll see how that affects the Great League um, going forward. But yeah, right, let's just check this out, see what Muddy Water does, let's see what all the fuss is about. Um, let's have a look, let's have a look. Right, Muddy Water charged with 30% chance to decrease attack of opponent by one stages. So that's what it does. It makes you more... So yeah, Toxapex is defensive. And if you hit a Muddy Water and it has the attack drop, you become even more defensive, making it extremely hard to defeat. Charm users won't be able to touch it because it's poison. So yeah, I can I can see I can see why that's broken. Definitely. But yeah, we'll see. I'm definitely gonna be playing the fashion week. We've still got some more Pokemon Go stuff coming up. Um, you know what? We'll talk about them now. Might as well make some sense about it, right? October 2022, community day, Litwick. Saturday, October the 15th, 2022, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time. We're excited to announce that Litwick, the candle Pokemon, will be featured during October's Community Day. Um, for those that don't know Community Day, you have a chance to get a 1 in 25 shiny. And uh, the most I've ever got from a Community Day is 44. Is a lot. That was Gibble. But that was when Community Days were 5 hours, not 3. Um, Chandelure. 
Evolve Lampent Litwick's evolution during the event for up to five hours afterwards to get a Chandelure that knows the charge attack Poltergeist. In trainer battles, it does 140 power, and in gyms and raids, it does 140 power. Um, because of how big this move is, I don't think it would have much impact on GBL. Definitely not like Marini or, sorry, Toxapex. But it seems to be like it might boost its ranking up in the ghost types. I still think Mega Gengar is going to be up there as one of the best, but we'll see. Community Today Special Research, uh, Field Notes, Trick of the Light. Community Today Special Research Story, for $1 or like 79 pence in the UK, you'll be able to access the Litwick Community Day Exclusive Special Research, Trick of the Light. Um, basically with these, they are worth it. They're only like 80 pence, but you get... You get like six or five Litwick Encounters or the Pokemon for whatever is in the community day. Um, you get items for it. You get like puffins that normally cost one pound anyway. So to me, I always get the ticket if I am playing because it's just worth it. Event bonuses. There'll be three times catch XP for catching Pokemon, which is actually fucking crazy. If you had a lucky egg on and you go around getting excellence then uh, you might be able to get a lot of XP if you throw in a lucky egg. There'll be two times chance for trainers level 31 and above to receive XL candy from catching Pokemon. So for the most recent community day, which was Rock and Roller, I actually have enough XL candy now to get Rock and Roller to level 50. I caught a hundo, and if I really want to, I can max it. So definitely take advantage of that. Incense activated during the event will last for three hours. So a little trick that some people do. If you were like a hardcore player, which I am not, I normally play throughout the community day afterwards. And then I don't I don't really play much after that. But if you're a hardcore player, you can put on, let's say, I don't know, five incenses if you really wanted to. And that incense will last for 15 hours. So yeah, I'd... Um, Definitely take advantage of that, but you have to put the intents on during the community day. So maybe just put five on in a row if you plan to play after. There is a reason why you might want to play after the community day ends, and I'll talk about that in a brief second. One additional special trade can be made for a maximum of two per day. So special trade with your friend, you can now do two on this community day. There'll be two times candy for catching Pokemon as well. Law modules activated during the event will last for three hours. Um, take a few snapshots during the community day for a surprise. So when you take a picture of the Pokemon and Smeargle normally pops up, it will be a Litwick and a chance at a shiny Litwick. And trades made will require 50% less Stardust. So there's some good bonuses, man. Especially for the event. I think there's some there's some good reasons to play. Litwick Shiny is fantastic as well. I absolutely love Litwick Shiny. So I did say, with the incenses... Um, you can make them last longer than three hours. Like I said, if you put five on it, it'll last for 15 hours, right? Now, obviously, you might not want to play for 15 hours. However, once the... Um, right, let me have a look. Once the community date finishes at 5pm, you can find um, eggs. You can find raid eggs around in your local area. That will be of Lampant, Litwick's Evolution. And if you defeat Lampant, there will be more Litwick spawning with the same odds of Community Day. So even though Community Day is over, as long as you beat a raid for half an hour, Community Day is back, basically. Me and my brother, my cousin, we went around doing it. 
um, we defeated about four raids. So we got like an extra two hours of community day for Rug and Roll. And it was a lot of fun, man. I really like this edition. So maybe this is a reason for more people to play. And I believe even if you don't take part in the raid, everybody else in that area is able to benefit from the spawns. My partner, she um, didn't do the raid with us, but she was walking around the area and she happened to see loads of rug and roller with the one in 25 boosted rate. So yeah, man, that's interesting. Um, definitely. I'd say definitely check out this. Let's see if there's anything else. So yeah, but after, um, after the three hour community day ends, trainers will be able to take on four star raid battles. Claiming victory in one of these raids will cause Litwick to appear around the gym, uh, 300 meters in particular, uh, that hosted the raid for 30 minutes. Lampant will appear in four-star raids. You can only join these raids using raid passes and premium battle passes. Remote raid passes cannot be used to join these raids. So a thing to note is that you cannot invite people to take part in this raid. It's a local raid only. So it's kind of hard for people who don't really have many friends in the area. That kind of sucks. But if you can try and organize something with your local community for people who want to play afterwards... And again, for people who can't play during community day, they can get a few friends out afterwards. It's it's a cool thing to do, man. Um, bonus for completing four-star raids. Once you successfully complete a four-star raid against Lampants, which, by the way, the raids will show from 2 p.m. when the community day starts, but it's pointless doing them raids because you may as well do it after five where you're going to benefit from it. Once you successfully complete a four-star raid battle against Lampant, Liquick will begin to appear in a 300 meter radius around the gym that hosted the raid for 30 minutes. If you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny one. This alludes to the fact that it will be a 1 in 25 chance to find a shiny. Liquick that appear under these circumstances will have the same chance as appearing as a shiny Pokemon as those that, that appear during the actual Community Day event. So, um, yeah, man, definitely take part. There's also some really cool Litwick stickers that'll be available to send to your friends. I really wish they did a sticker book in Pokemon Go. It kind of sucks that they don't. So I wish that they did one of them. Right. Moving forward, we're going to talk about some Pokemon Go leaks. Uh, data mind of data mind the leaks. And we're going to go over that, man. We're going to see what's potentially available coming forward. Right, Pokemon Go leaks reveal new extended raid passes and promising boxes. A data mine of the upcoming Pokemon Go update revealed new assets, including a new form of raids, a new raid pass, and some promising item shops. Um, some promising item shop boxes, shall I say. For the past few months, Pokemon Go players have aired their grievances with Niantic's anti-consumer item shop boxes. As well, players have, haven't been satisfied with the cost of raiding and the exclusivity of some raids. However, a recent update from notable data mining group, Pokeminers, is giving players hope for the future of Pokemon Go raids. From new types of raids and a plethora of item shop boxes, things are looking up for players in the Pokemon Go version 0.249.0. Pokemon Go data mine reveals new raids and item boxes. On September the 19th, Pokeminers began unpacking the Pokemon Go 249 update which contained assets for new raids, passes, and boxes. One of the most substantial assets was of a new raid called an Extended Raid, which comes with a twister-like visual effect. Details for the Extended Raids were sparse, but fans had their own idea for how Niantic could incorporate mechanics from other games via these raids. These theories include primal forms, multi-wave battles like Dynamax Adventures, 
and bonus stronger raids like massive mass outbreaks. So this alludes to the um, gimmicks that are in the Pokemon main series. So primal forms would have been um, Groundon and Kyogre, and not Rayquaza, because Rayquaza was an origin form, I think. No, no, Rayquaza is a mega form, and um, Kyogre and Groundon are primal forms. The uh, Dynamax Adventures is from the Crown Tundra in Pokemon Sword and Shield, where you team up with three friends, three friends or three NPCs to take on a plethora of Pokemon, and then you fight the legendary. And then massive mass outbreaks. I don't know how the fuck this could work, but that's from Legends Arceus. I don't know, man. We'll see. Um, it's like a red egg with like a thunder, um, yeah, like a thunder visual around it. Some twister effects spinning around it, and like, yeah, it just looks like a tornado in an egg. Looks kind of cool, to be fair. Um, this is the new item box, so let's have a look. Um, additionally, Pokemon has uncovered an asset for new raid passes. The asset looks identical to a remote raid pass or premium battle pass, but it's purple instead of blue or green. There aren't many details regarding the pass, but Pokemon has believed it will be used to access extended raids. Lastly, the update contains several new item shop boxes, including three that players are quite excited about. A raid free box raid premium box and raid remote box while we don't know the contents of each box yet players are hoping to see a healthy number of raid passes per box yeah i think you're fucking hoping for a lot man it's an iron tick i wouldn't if you think that they've got uh, consumers heart in interest i really don't think so um uh, so look we have new several assets from 249 to report no this isn't everything as the game can't load but check out the new pass, new boxes, Vivillion, uh, Vivillion medals, catch card, and more. So let's have a look. So you've got a poltergeist effect, which I think is for the move. There's like a purple raid pass. You've got loads of different like boxes, gift boxes in this shop. Um, and with the removal of the weekly one coin remote raid pass, maybe Niantic is finally answering players' requests. And the raid free box will give free to play trainers the passes they have been begging for um interesting okay that's so that's been the data might not a lot of information really a new raid called an extended raid some new boxes coming out not not a fat lot to really look into but it's interesting right that was also from dexerto and finally the new dexerto article let's have a look excuse me um, we normally when I have one on, I can take a breather, but doing it solo, there's no breather, man. So you're gonna have to hear me breathe and take drinks and shit. Is what it is. Pokemon scalpers selling free shiny Eternatus codes and are making serious money. This is fucking ridiculous. I think this is so stupid. Um, we'll talk the article first, and I'll share my opinion after. Pokemon Sword and Shield trainers have been picking up free shiny Eternatus codes across Europe. During a distribution event, but scalpers have pounced on the opportunity. Of course they would, like they do with fucking everything. The mythical distribution event kicked off September the 9th and will run through September the 5th, giving those in the United Kingdom, Belgium, France and the Netherlands an opportunity to score a free shiny. It was then opened up... Um, wait, what? Because the mythical distribution event, that's not Eternatus, that's... That's Marshadow Volcanion. Volcanion? That's the one. And what's the other Pokemon? Genesect. But 
There's no shiny eternity. Okay, whatever. The Mythical Distribution event kicked off the 9th of September to the 30th of September, giving those in the United Kingdom, Belgium, France, and Netherlands an opportunity to score a free shiny. Again, this 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 is not a thing, I'm pretty sure. I think this is wrong in the article because we don't have that here right now. All we have are the three mythical Pokemon. So, yeah, ignore that. Eternatus cannot be caught in the wild within Game Freak's title, which creates a natural demand for such codes. I mean, it can't be caught in the wild, but you catch it throughout the story. Redeeming it could be your ticket to a completed Pokedex. But you're going to complete the Pokedex because it's already in the game. Uh, I feel like whoever wrote this article does not know what the fuck they're talking about. Though, where there is a clamour, there is also people looking to take advantage. Pokemon Sword and Shield Eternatus codes aren't free for everyone. Scalpers, those who resell items for quick and large profit, have been making easy money on the code since the event started up. There is also the regional issue of the rare, rare Pokemon. Many are looking for cash in, to cash in on the opportunity by putting these free codes on eBay. Bro, who the fuck's doing this? What? People are selling it, selling these codes for twenty to thirty dollars each. Wow. I mean, bro, like anyone who's a shiny hunter would rather get this legit. I don't know who's paying for distribution codes. If anyone's listening to this, please don't pay for this. Please don't pay for this. Another listing shows the same cart, the same in Canada, priced at twenty one dollars. Um, another US based seller in our. Uh, Arkansas pricing the free flyers at thirty six dollars with sixteen sold. That's oh, that's five hundred and seventy six dollars for the scalper. That's fucking ridiculous, man. That's actually crazy. Off a free event, like again, I'm gonna go and get into it after this. But the passionate Pokemon fan base has been the target of industry scale scalping for years. But he's no longer restricted to the confines of the trading card game. Yeah, yeah, the trading card game is... It's the money game, man. That, that's why I don't do it. It's fucking expensive. I watched somebody who I was with on Tuesday spend £80 on Pokemon cards like it was nothing. It's it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, right. So, uh, here, here's my opinion on this. I think this is so fucking stupid. So, my problem with this is... There's no reason to why they shouldn't just put this on Mystery Gift. Just make it available to everyone. Now, I understand they get offers from GameStop and Game and other places, but, like, just allow it to be free for everyone. Like, they pick and choose what's on the Mystery Gift and what's not. Just make it a Mystery Gift event or maybe make it a reward event like Shiny's uh, Zorua was. Zorork? No, what's that Pokemon called? Zorua. I can't think of what it's called. It's a mythical Pokemon from... Um, it, it's like a fox and a tiger. I think it's Zorua. Yeah, like, there's a shiny Zorua you could get from beating a million Zorua raids. Like, everybody played together and, and, you know, the whole community managed to beat a million. They gave everyone a free Zorua. Um, again, I might have that Pokemon's name wrong. I'm trying to think of what it's called. Uh have a look. Is it Zorua? I think it is Zorua. Let's have a look. Oh no, Zara was Gen Five. What's the what's the mythical's Pokemon name? Let's have a look. I always get it. I always get it mixed up, man. I always get it mixed up. I don't know what it's called. I'm trying to think of what the Pokemon's called. 
Zora? <laughs> I can't even think of what it's called. Um, sorry, the missus has it up. She just don't. That's Zerud. No, not Zerud. It's, it's, uh, I can't think of what it's called. Um, it begins with a Z, I'm pretty sure. I can't think of what it's called, but yeah, it, it's the, uh, it's the Gen 7 Fox. Um, right. We're going to make a quick interlude here and then we're going to go into a new slot right now to talk on the last few articles. Be right back. Right. So I had to check up what the Pokemon was called. It's Zerora. Yeah. Zorua, Zerora. They're very close. I mean, not really. But yeah, Zerora, that's the Pokemon I'm thinking of. I don't know why they just don't do what Zerora did, where you fight a million of them as the whole community. And you then get a, you then get a shiny one in um as a reward. I think that would be pretty cool. Or better yet, have Gigantamax Eternatus as a battle. And have everyone defeat it. Because you fight Eternatus in the story, but why don't you just do an event like they did with Mewtwo? Where you face a Gigantamax, um, a Gigantamax Eternatus, and then when you defeat it, you get rewards. And if everybody, if we all defeat a million, then you give the Pokemon out to everyone who participated. I, I just think there's a lot more things you can do to get the, the player base intrigued and playing the game than doing this. It's fucking ridiculous. It really is. Uh, maybe it's because they hope that people will go there and go, oh, let's pre-order the new Pokemon games. I don't know. Um, it's weird, but right. Two more events, uh, two more events, two more articles. By the way, that was also from Dexerto. Again, thank you. Shout out to them. This one's a pretty cool one. Um, shiny Charizard, which is the most iconic shiny of all Pokemon, in my opinion. I wouldn't say it's the best, but I'd say it's iconic. And fun fact, Charizard has never always been red and green, uh, um, red and black. Um, Shiny Charizard used to be purple with green wings. Not everybody knew that, but yeah, it did. From Generation 2, that's what it looked like. And then I think they changed it from Gen 3, I think. Anyway, Shiny Charizard wins the biggest Pokemon regional torment, tournament ever. The fan favourite Pokemon just burned its place into history books. See what they did there? IGN, I see what you did. Fair play. You smashed it with that, mate. You smashed it. It was a momentous weekend for Pokemon TCG player Piper Lapine. What a fantastic name that is. And the fans of Fire-type Kanto starter, as the player from Minnesota won the Baltimore Pokemon TCG Masters Division Regional Championship. Can they not change the name? Is that not a bit much? With a deck featuring the fan-favorite Charizard. And this wasn't just any Charizard. It was the new Radiant Charizard from the Pokemon Go set. Sporting the artwork of the Fire Lizard in its shiny form. I think that card is sick. That is a really good card. Um, obviously, when I'm reading these articles, I can see it. Um, you guys should check this card out, man. Also, someone who I know, um, I'm not going to say the names for reasons, but they bought quite a lot of Pokemon Go TCG on Tuesday. If they listen to this, shout out to them. You know who you are. Um, they, I like the Pokemon Go ones, man. There's some cool artwork. There are, it's different, but yeah. Um, the tournament was the largest regional tournament in the history of the modern era for Pokemon with 1,091 players. It spanned two days and saw Lepine dominate the Swiss round with her Inteleon Charizard deck to the point where her record was so strong 
She had the luxury of conceding to an opponent knowing she'd still make it to the top eight playoffs. A final 12-3-0 record made her the second seed going to top cut from where she blazed the path directly to the crown, not dropping a single game in any of her best of three matches. Along with the first place medal, Lapine's prizes included three booster boxes and $5,000. That's crazy, man. That's... uh, That's absolutely nuts. Though Charizard cards are pricey collector's items, they aren't usually very good in the game. But uh, because despite their high damage output, they have prohibitively expensive attacks. That trend has changed in recent years with Reshiram and Charizard proving to be one of the best tag team Pokemon and finding a place in many tournament winning decks. But now Radiant Charizard may have cemented itself as the best solo Charizard card ever printed. Radiant Pokemon are so strong that players may only include one on their deck. Radiant Charizard's power level is clear when you look at its huge attack number and game-swinging ability. Its Combustion Blast does 250 damage for the cost of 1 Fire Energy and 4 Colorless Energy. A Colorless Energy can be any energy in the TCG, so you could put 4 Grass if you really wanted to, it doesn't matter. Um, which would normally be prohibitively expensive. But thanks to its excited heart ability, the cost is reduced by one colourless energy for each prize card the opponent has taken. That means that going down a few prize cards, Charizard can start swinging for huge numbers with the help of twin energy or energy acceleration cards, such as Rayhan and Magma Basin. And by the end of the game, it can just attack for a single fire energy. That's crazy. That's absolutely ridiculous, man. Um, fair play, though. Charizard uh, is now a champion in the TCG. That's dope. Fair play to Charizard. And we're in the final, final, final um, article that I found today. This one's a pretty cool one. I just found it on Google. And I thought I'd talk about it. This one is by Nintendo Live. The last one was by IGN. Um, if you can hear my cat... That's the cat outside the door wanting attention. He can get his attention after this. Random. Explore a Pokemon overworld created by a neural network. Or what Pokemon would look like if Ditto copied it. Ever wondered how a Pokemon game might turn out if it were created using a neural network? No, we can't say we have either. But we kind of have the answer thanks to Olin Bua Bohan, a deep learning scientist at NVIDIA who has created a playable Pokemon overworld using a neural network. Spoilers, it's wild. Like jumping into a Pokemon-themed fever dream with no escape. Um, that's kind of nuts. As reported by Automan, Bohan utilised a computing system that is modelled on the human brain and nervous system, training it to effectively mimic what a true Pokemon game would look like. As you probably expect, there are no actual gameplay elements at work here. You can use your computer keyboard to move the character around. What you're seeing on screen is purely a visual representation of a Pokemon game. So basically, somebody's made a Pokemon game based off the neural um, the neural paths in your brain. That's fucking ridiculous. My question is, why are they doing that? Like, Who's standing there thinking, you know what? Let's make a Pokemon game based off someone's brain. We've got 10 minutes to chill. Why not? Anyway, uh, this has been fun. This has been your Pokemon, uh, well, your trainer lounge news round. 
first one back um, after a few months. I wanted to see how this one went. Again, I'm fine-tuning a few things, seeing how I can uh, try and make it more quality for people to listen to. I hope you've enjoyed me chatting shit for half an hour. Hopefully, hopefully you've heard something new. I'm going to try and add more comedic elements um, into the upcoming ones. But uh, this is just something I string together. Yeah, something I string together. Obviously, the main podcast with ones in will be back um, on Saturdays. This will be out every Wednesday. So even if for whatever reason me and Wanzi can't do an episode, you can always expect half an hour of me talking utter bollocks to come into your feed on a Wednesday. So we hope you enjoy that. And uh, shout out to everyone who shares shares this, likes this. Um, I appreciate any feedback. If there's any feedback you'd like to give me as well, like your voice is really obnoxious and I think you should, you're a cunt and you should die, then yeah, man, uh, feed, feed, feedback that on Twitter at, uh, at Flabberdosh for my... Um, for my tweet, or it might be at King Flubberdosh. I don't know. But you can find the Trainer Lounge on Twitter at Trainer Lounge. Again, that is at Trainer Lounge. I know you can see when all the new episodes have been updated, man. We're on every single podcast platform. So for whatever reason, if you're listening to this on Spotify, but this is not your preferred podcast platform, then uh, go and check us out on whatever your preferred podcast platform. Do you like fruit? Well, we're on apples. Um, <laughs> we're everywhere, man. Come and check us out. Appreciate all the love, the support. Uh, you can you can uh, stop listening to me now. Yeah, that's right. Take your headphones out. Fuck off. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Trainer Lounge Pokemon Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow us over on Twitter at Trainer Lounge in order to stay up to date, be informed when the latest episodes go live.